Hey everyone, welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 7. I want to read verses 10 through 13. And, and what, what I'd like to do is invite you today to join me in giving thanks to God for the reversal of the gospel. What, what, I, what I want to do is show you how as, as Jesus Christ comes and gives His life for us, as He dies and is raised from the dead, that there is a reversal of this judgment of God that we see uh, here in Ezekiel 7. Really just point by point, we're going to take a little trip across the Scriptures here. So first of all, hear from Ezekiel chapter 7. The day of judgment is here. Your destruction awaits. The people's wickedness and pride have blossomed to full flower. Their violence has grown into a rod that will beat them for their wickedness. None of these proud and wicked people will survive. All their wealth and prestige will be swept away. Yes, the time has come. The day is here. Buyers should not rejoice over bargains, nor sellers grieve over losses, for all of them will fall under my terrible anger. Even if the merchants survive, they will never return to their business. For what God has said applies to everyone. It will not be changed. Not one person whose life is twisted by sin will ever recover. So, my, my goodness, that is certainly not a, not a hopeful passage to read. But as I said, what I want to invite you to do is just see the great reversal of the judgment of God. We read in the scripture, the people's wickedness and pride have blossomed to full flower. Their wickedness and pride. And I, I want to invite you to, to turn with me to the book of Philippians and uh, to chapter 2. This, uh, this actually is a hymn, an ancient hymn of the early church declaring the truth of the incarnation of the Son of God in the person of Jesus Christ and what that means about the character of God, the character of Christ. Though He was God, He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, He gave up His divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When He appeared in human form, He humbled Himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue conf confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so in Ezekiel we're hearing about the wickedness and pride of the people, but here we, we're hearing about and being called toward the humbleness, the humility of our Savior. As the Lord said, He came, though He is the Son of God, He came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for us. Now, in, in our sin, what we understand is that in pride, we take God, God's place. We, we take God's rightful place. We sort of become our own little gods. If you'll remember what the tempter tells to Eve, to Adam, 
that if you'll eat of this fruit, if you'll do this, you will be like God. And that is really the root of sin. It is this, this pride. And if you think about it, if, if sin is taking God's place, then we see that salvation is God taking our place. What an amazing gift our salvation is, where we are filled with wickedness and pride. The character of God is love and humility, and He comes and takes our place that we might be saved. In Ezekiel, we also read here, all their wealth and prestige will be swept away. But what we read, and this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, it says, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, so that by His poverty He could make you rich. In Ezekiel, we read about the judgment of God, this, this washing away, this washing away of their, of their wealth, their worldly wealth. And, and, and anyway, as we compare heavenly wealth with earthly wealth, it's really no comparison. But to think that Jesus Christ, for our sake, though He was rich, became poor. We, we always seem to equate wealth with money. But Jesus had all the riches of heaven, eternal riches, fellowship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. And He stepped down out of heaven. He, he voluntarily became poor, born to an impoverished family, born in a stable, for crying out loud. He became poor so that by His sacrifice, we might become rich. That is, we might have Him. Not only that, we see in the Scripture here from Ezekiel, yes, the time has come, the day is here. And we're mindful of Jesus' announcement at the beginning of His ministry that the kingdom of God has come, it's come near, and, and it is time to repent. So the day has come. And, and I want to offer you a couple of Scriptures related to this of the, the time coming, the day arriving. And, and first of all, from Romans chapter 5, where we read that, that Christ died for us. He came and He died for us at just the right time. This is Romans 5, verse 6. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. God's timing is perfect and where the sins of the people just piled up and after warning and warning and warning again, God's judgment, His promised judgment falls on the people. This is the reversal of that truly. It is God coming for us in Jesus Christ at just the right time. It is the day of salvation. He comes, He dies for us according to God's foreknowledge and plan that we might be saved. And not only that, we read in, in 1 Timothy chapter 6 that, in fact, Christ will return at just the right time. This is chapter 6 and verse 15. For at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only Almighty God, the King of all kings and Lord of all lords.
So Christ came the first time at just the right time. The time of salvation had arrived. He died for us. He rose again at just the right time. And He will, at the right time, come again and bring the renewal of all things. We read also in the prophet Ezekiel, not one person whose life is twisted by sin will ever recover. Not one person. Everyone will not recover. But would you hear the, the great reversal of the gospel? And, and we, we can trace this back to the book of the prophet Joel in Joel 2.32. But I'd like to share this from the book of Romans. And this is Romans chapter 10 and reading verse 13. We read here, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is from Joel 2.32. We find it also in Acts chapter 2 and verse 21, that all who call on the Lord, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you see the, the great reversal of the judgment of God by the gospel of Jesus Christ? Let us, let us give thanks to God that though we deserve judgment just as much as anybody else, just as much as those we're reading about in the Scriptures, that, that He has come to us and offered us grace and mercy. Let us take hold of that gift of salvation by grace, received through faith, and give thanks to God for it. In Jesus' name, amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.